I'm turning 30 and people make a massive deal out of it. They make a massive deal out of it. When I went out last night, they said, oh, so how are you feeling about turning 30? As if it's supposed to be this really huge moment where I'm really sad and upset. And look, I don't want to take away anything from anyone who struggles with their birthday or people who have a difficult time with their birthday, because I definitely have experienced that in my own way. But I am more excited than anything else. What else is going on in my life? I need to buy an outfit. I had this massive annoying situation where I accidentally ordered my clothes to my previous flat. And so I have to kind of last minute buy an outfit from the high street in Windsor. This is a nightmare. It's not the situation I wanted to be in at all. You have to be open and honest. Just be honest. You're looking too thick. I'm blunt. That's who I am. On the roster for today, Kyle versus Sutton. They're going head to head. Bring it on, babe. Where did it all go wrong? How did we get here? On this week's episode, we cover that, plus some juicy bits from Esther Perel, which speaks to the insidious ripple effects of labelling that you need to know about. There's no wolf outside, which is good. You never even got to hear the wolf. I did think about putting in a wolf sound effect just to give some ambiance, but that would have just been so bizarre. Should I put it in here and see what it sounds like? I'm trying to challenge myself to keep focused. The first episode, we did four scenes. Last episode, two scenes. And this episode, one scene. I really want to keep these snappy. I think that's actually what the magic is of this podcast right now. And it's making it accessible and easy for everyone to listen to. Something I really like to do when I create my content. You can just get a little pep punch of me and give a little pep in your step and hopefully inject you with some vitality, create some conversations. That's why I'm doing this. We're just focusing on one episode this week. And hopefully that allows us to get more understanding and sink our teeth into it. We were just in Las Vegas for Crystal's birthday weekend and the ladies went to see Magic Mike. Now, for whatever reason, Sutton leaves. Sorry, call me a prude. Very uncomfortable with that whole thing. For those of you who don't know, Sutton Strack is an American socialite. She's from Georgia. She's known for her Southern charm and she seems to be a little bit more conservative on a few issues. And this is where we really start to get to see it. We go to Magic Mike. Sutton has a stack of singles. We're all going to get on stage. Right. And then all of a sudden it slips. Sutton's walked out. She feels distressed. Kyle then comes to follow her. Are you upset that they didn't ask you to go back oh. there? And Kyle is being challenging. I am so not buying Sutton's story. Sutton was clearly upset that Erica and Crystal were getting all the attention up there with these guys. If Sutton is indeed not being totally honest, it doesn't mean that the other women have to really force her to go and dig deep and be completely real and understand exactly why she felt uncomfortable. I see it this way. The person who's left and is feeling distressed first, their needs are the priority. Now, I don't know if this is going to be the case all the time. I'm still thinking through some of this. This is how I've always seen it. If Kyle is going to see how Sutton is, then the focus ideally is on understanding Sutton's feelings. But this is where I think it starts to go wrong. It's a little excessive. You 
Don't say that I'm being excessive. I went to the bathroom. That's all I did. She calls Sutton a bitch. Don't be a bitch, Sutton. Sutton is being defensive. I didn't make it a big deal. You would never have known. Even this is a big deal. And that makes sense, considering the fact it's so loaded. All I did was go to the restaurant. Y'all just have to run after me and make it a big deal. But Sutton fails to withdraw in a way that allows her the space to be able to process the feelings. Y'all can have fun and you can clap along and you can think it's great. I live by a different standard for myself. For myself. Because it is more of a cold withdrawal, it does contribute to an atmosphere of intensity. And that means there's a higher chance of other people reacting with intensity. It's kind of like hijacking the moment. Instead of everybody's having a good time, now we're all worried about her. And I think that explains why Kyle is really riled up. We weren't going to leave you because you seem unhinged. I think we get a teachery tone from Kyle. And she says to Sutton in this episode, you didn't seem okay in Vegas. And you don't seem okay right now, quite frankly. You did not seem okay in Vegas. And you don't seem okay now, frankly. She's become the arbiter of Sutton. And that is not operating from a place of equality. Everyone says Sutton's kooky, but this isn't kooky. This is just flat out bizarre. As Esther Prell notes, when you have a different opinion or perspective than someone else and you label them, you actually make it almost impossible for the other person to engage with you. Labeling enables you to not have to deal with the other person. And in that way, it's not a very brave way to communicate. It doesn't really show courage. This means that even if there is a point that the other women want to make to Sutton, they're actually letting her off the hook by framing it in this way that makes it very, very difficult to engage in a conversation. True courage is being able to deliver your peace with integrity and honesty. And that honesty requires us to dig deep and to not come from a place of anger or intensity, but from a place of groundedness and wholeness, because that is what is more real. The final scene, we are at Garcelle's movie screening. This is The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 13, episode 5. So she's actually produced and starred in this film, which is amazing. And at the end, Sutton goes to talk to Kyle. Maybe I, I think something's off with you. And when you say something like, let's talk about what's going on with you, you're very obviously talking about rumours. You made that real clear with that look in your eye. So Sutton is now implying rumours about Kyle and Mauricio's split, as we talked about in the first episode. Some people have said that Sutton shouldn't have brought up Kyle's allegations of affairs or split in such a combative way. I don't think it's the best thing to do in terms of being able to salvage a relationship and really be heard. However, I totally understand why Sutton goes into this mode. Sutton is out of her mind right now. It seems like Kyle is not speaking to Sutton from a place of equality. There seems to be sometimes, and I'm being real truthful, a lack of respect. When Sutton says there seems to be a lack of respect, it seems to be actually very well thought out and well considered. Kyle is supposed to be my friend, and you're using words that you know will cut me to the core. Look, I've done that before. When I feel really distressed and really angered and really harmed by another person, I have said things that I thought would hurt them. Even when we're on our journeys to sharpen our relational intelligence, we won't always get it right. 
last season, Kyle is seen grabbing Sutton's arm. And this is pre-sobriety. I think it's good to see those moments and be like, you know what? I didn't behave in a way that I think is best for me to behave. So that's why I want to start the sobriety journey. And good on Kyle for doing that. You seem different than you did last year. So Sutton now lists all the different changes that Kyle is making. And I don't like the fact that Kyle's growth journey isn't being celebrated. You're just very different. But mine's a physical thing. Well, they're not drinking. The exercise is excessive. Sutton didn't need to say that the exercise is excessive. And I think she's doing exactly what Kyle was doing, by making her own judgments and assessments about Kyle's behavior. And that's never a good thing in terms of actually being able to have a connecting conversation. But this is something that is true. You can't always count on people to be supportive of your growth. Luckily, I've had a lot of amazing support from people who I've been close with over the years who have just really been like, great on you. When you make that change, it makes it possible for other people to see that future in themselves. And that's the reason why I think I was able to go into my own sobriety because I saw others do it, saw them thrive. Honestly, the kind of coolest people I see in the world, they're sober. They are sober. They are living life in HD. That's what sobriety is about. This seems to be getting under Sutton's skin for some reason. In the preview of the next episode, we see Sutton challenging Kyle even more. You haven't been wearing your wedding ring. Is there something going on in your personal life? With what, though? For marriage. It seems like Sutton is retaliating. I can't lie, I actually got excited when I saw this. That visceral feeling of this kind of intensity brewing. There is something to really respect in someone where they say, I've had enough. This is no longer acceptable. And those moments are really what often make us have a sense of like pride and power when we see another person doing that. And there's definitely better ways of doing it than we see in the scene. But I do like the fact that someone is challenging Kyle after Kyle's been described as being so prying and prodding in previous seasons with Denise, for example. I don't think the way she's treating Kyle is good. And it's definitely stopping her from being heard. This is a good thing to note if you want to observe that in your own relationships and kind of relationships around you. That's why I like analysing and looking at The Real Housewives. I think it's a great and fun and entertaining way to really learn more about ourselves, who we are. Anyway, somebody should take me off the mic. I'm getting sick of hearing my own voice. And that was another round of talking shit and talking psych with me, Amraj Lally. That's at Relational Intelligence on Instagram. My heart's beating again. How is it still beating after the third episode? Is this nerve ever going to go? Susan Jeffers, who wrote the book on fear, which is feel the fear and do it anyway, says the fear never goes away if you keep challenging yourself in life. It's not a great um, thing to, to know. You know what? I think I did a good job. And um, it seems like people are really loving it. So I just want to spread the word more and more and getting the reach out there because right now it's staying within this kind of circle, which is great because people are enjoying it and I'm sure it will grow. Make sure you subscribe to the pod on Apple or Spotify. I'm still trying to get them on other platforms and rate a five star if you found it insightful. Oh, and share with a friend. It really helps. Always remember being a fly on the wall only shows us life from one angle. There's never just two ways to understand or tackle any particular human problem. There are seven different ways, or maybe 19 or 100, as Harriet Lerner says. My hope is to help keeping us expand our knowledge and develop more relational intelligence. Mm -hmm.